welcome to Hairstylist Rising podcast. Together, we are going to dive deep into mindset, marketing, and finding fulfillment in this beautiful industry. I'm your host, Jody Brown, and I am a hairstylist veteran turned online entrepreneur and mindful marketing mentor just for beauty pros. No topic is off limits. We are going to pull back the curtain and discover the success secrets of hairstylists that are rising. Hi, and welcome back to the Hairstylist Rising podcast. I have uh, my amazing guest, Jasmine Jones here, and this is actually her second appearance on the Hairstylist Rising podcast. So if you haven't listened yet, make sure you go back and check out episode 14 because you'll get to learn a lot about Jasmine's personal story and her amazing growth in the industry. Jasmine is the CEO of Alter Image Bridal Hair and Makeup, which is based in North Carolina, but now serving four states, and she is a bridal beauty business strategist. Welcome to the show, Jasmine. Thank you so much for having me on again. I'm super pumped about today. Um, I just loved our last conversation so much, and you dropped (laughs) so much value that I had to have you back, and we're going to talk about something that I'm really, really excited to dive into, because we're kind of getting to like the middle of the end of our typical quote-unquote wedding season, right? Yes, absolutely. So I think it's really interesting because I know in your business, you definitely are not in the boom bust cycle of seasonal. And I'm saying quote unquote, because I know that weddings have taken a bit of a turn, a bit of a turn the last couple of years. So maybe they're (laughs) stretching out, but typically we see like very distinct bridal season, right? So um, I can't wait to hear how you safeguard your business against those really extreme drops and how you create that abundance year round. Absolutely. So one of the main things that I always just want to like make note in the beginning of talking about, you know, bridal is that everybody's busy season is going to be completely different. So since I am based, you know, uh, in the Carolinas, um, personally where I live, it gets very hot during certain seasons and during those seasons is when wedding season starts to slow down so right now and uh you know august september those are more of our hotter months so we don't really have a lot of weddings during that time period and then going into the beginning of the year like january february those are definitely a slow season but it also can be a very um high increase in booking season so one thing that i definitely want to let people know is be mindful, like look around you, see what's going on. And one thing that I started to do is I started keeping a notebook. I had a notebook and we would go through holidays, we would go through seasons and I would just kind of make a note like, ooh, next year during August around this time, have some kind of promotion for XYZ to fill in gaps. So definitely being mindful of when your own personal slow and busy seasons are is definitely going to be a game changer and help you so much. Oh, I love that. That is such a good point because you're in the Carolinas. I'm all the way up in Canada. So ours are very much, and I'm in Alberta, which is like the coldest part. So our wedding season, really, really short if people want to be outside. There's maybe two months where it's like actually nice enough to really plan it. And even then, 
pretty solid chance you'll get rain. So <laughs> that's oh, definitely no. something to be mindful of for sure. I love that. So yeah. when it comes to planning out your, say, promotional calendar for yeah. for bridal season, and I'm going to talk. So I've done a little bit of bridal, but it was for a bridal company. So I have zero experience running a bridal business. So I'm going to kind of ask you some questions from the outside. Yeah. So in my head, it's like, okay, so when you get people who book in that you're going to be making the majority of your money when the bridal seasons, when the actual bridal season is happening. So if you, and this is again, an assumption, I could be totally wrong. So if you are planning out your promotional calendar year round, Mm-hmm. Is it difficult to invest in when you have slower seasons or have you put systems in place to kind of safeguard against that? And if so, what are they? What does that look like? Yeah, so this is an amazing question and I got goosebumps. <laughs> so one thing that I will say is for me personally, I like to run my ship in a very non-traditional way. So what I mean by that is nine times out of 10, if you're working in bridal, you're probably collecting payment, you know, for that wedding, maybe the day of the wedding or maybe a few days or maybe like a few weeks before that wedding. But what I like to do is I have all of my clients on monthly payment plans. So there's no option to to not be on a payment plan like it that's in my contract. You are on a monthly payment plan. So the payment plan starts about three months prior to their actual wedding. Mm-hmm. So even right now, as an example, um, it being, you know, August, I'm not doing any weddings personally myself. I have some of my girls student trial runs, but I already have, you know, almost three thousand dollars of payment plans coming in and I don't even have to do anything so one thing that I definitely want to tell people is figure out what you want life to look like for you Mm -hmm. and build a business model and build a payment structure that makes the most sense for you so personally for me a lot of people that follow me and work with me they have kiddos they have Mm -hmm. little ones they have babies and they want to be at home to enjoy their freedom they don't necessarily want to be you know driving around you know Saturdays and Fridays and spending all of their weekends away from their family Mm -hmm. so what I tell people is you know game plan like visualize it not just for your current situation Mm -hmm. but for what you want life to look like for you and then start to work back and ask yourself, okay, what would that look like? How can I start implementing, you know, policies and procedures that I can, you know, make as a non-negotiable for my business that allows me to live the lifestyle that I want to live and not put myself in the hustle, right? So that's that's one of the main things, having a payment structure that makes sense for you. That is brilliant because that way, like you said, you're, you're having that consistent income in there. Now, does Mm -hmm. your, does your business do strictly bridal or do you have other things that you guys do as well? Is there, or is it 100% bridal hair and makeup? 
So right now it's 100% bridal hair and makeup. Um, we will get, you know, an increase here and there for, uh, like, you know, oh, somebody's going to prom or, you know, hey, I just have a photo shoot. Um, we take those as well, but 90% of our bookings is bridal. Um, so, you know, uh, the, the wedding day services, trial runs, all of that fun. But one thing that I do like to make note is with my own company, I have a service minimum. So if I'm working or if one of my team members are working, I have it in our contract that if I'm going out, me personally as the owner, if I'm going out, if I have to step away from the business, mm -hmm. I have my own personal service minimum of at least a thousand dollars so if i'm working on a friday or a saturday i already know i'm making a thousand dollars so if i work you know four days out of the week or five days out of the week i'm making you know four or five thousand dollars only with you know four or five weddings yes. because the way that i have really shifted my mindset because i used to be all about the hustle like i don't care about how much I, i'll take every single booking i will be you know you know, crawling on the floor, drinking coffee. But now since I'm getting a little bit older, I'm only um, 27 right now, but I really want to design my lifestyle that's going to fit what I want it to look like whenever I start, you know, deciding to have little ones because I am engaged. So that's definitely around the corner. So that's something that you definitely want to make note of. And if you're like, oh my gosh, a thousand dollars sounds, you know, intimidating. How do I do that? You got to be bold and confident. You gotta be bold and confident. You have to know that you are a valued expert, that you have went to school, you took the training, you have been practicing, and it doesn't matter if you're new, if you're 15 years in, if you have a skill that can help someone on, you know, their wedding day or whatever, yeah. uh, you know, if it's not bridal, then charge accordingly and do not apologize for that and don't spend your clients money for them right don't assume oh my gosh a thousand dollars nobody is going to be able to afford it it's a pandemic everybody is not broke everybody exactly. is not broke I'm so I'm yeah because the last episode that actually <laughs> went live before we're recording is literally me giving this pep talk like Stop putting <laughs> your clients' money. You have to stop. It's, oh my it's, gosh. It's a it's an epidemic in our industry and I don't know why we do this, but yeah, you're absolutely right. Like yeah. so let's let's talk about that a little bit more because mm -hmm. I think that you know, you and I both know that your mindset is going to limit or oh. propel you regardless. But how absolutely. did you switch? Because I know that you, there was a point and I've had this too where I, you know, prior to having my son, I was working all hours. Like I had two salon jobs actually when I was in my early twenties and I would yeah. literally get off work at five o'clock, walk across town and go to my <laughs> other job. So I totally relate to this. And I know that you have done this as well. So oh, for you, what did it look like? Cause I think for me, it's, it's almost like easy, right? Because I always say it happened when I had my son, but you don't have to wait until this big thing comes into your life and forces oh gosh, yeah. you to change, right? You can do it before that. So I would love to hear kind of how you shifted your mindset from that, like hustle mentality to really operating from a place of abundance and creating real wealth for yourself. 
Yeah, so I will definitely say a couple of things definitely came as a factor when I was deciding, you know, what my new norm is going to look like. So one thing that really happened for me is I was doing my numbers and I was just calculating, you know, one of the years, how many weddings we had worked that year and how much profit we had, you know, gained and accumulated. And one thing that I noticed is that we took a lot of small bookings. So that would be like a solo bride. So the bride is just like, oh, I just need a hair done. Or I only I only need, you know, makeup done. And we would schedule those brides out. And for my own company, I do not work with, you know, a thousand brides a year. We work with 40, right. 4 zero. We work with 40. So with those 40 brides, I wanted to be very intentional. So after I did my math uh, for that year, our numbers were still really good. But I was like, how can I cut back on the number of clients that I'm servicing, but increase my profit? Because I'm all about, you know, work less, make more income. Yes. So I had to just kind of look to see, you know, how much I would need to make in order to hit my, my goal. So determining what is your goal for the year? That's number one. And then number two is asking yourself, how many clients will that take for the year in order for me to hit that goal based around your current rate? So what I had to do was I had to give myself a, a, a price increase, not just for myself, but for my team as well. So I gave us, uh, I gave us uh, a price increase and then I started to implement some new policies because at that time I was investing in myself. So I was surrounding myself with people who were making, you know, $20,000, $40,000. And I was like, Oh my goodness. Are these numbers? Like, are these like actual numbers that people are making? <laughs> and one thing that really stood out to me from these people that were making this kind of money in their business was they have a backbone. Yeah. They have a policy and they implement their policy. The number of times that I hear people say, Oh, well, I have a service minimum, but this one bride, she only has, you know, X amount of people, so I'm going to let her pass. Or, oh, I have this one client who says that she can't meet the service minimum, so I'm just going to let it pass, right? Right. And I think the biggest thing is that we are trying to avoid confrontation in our head mm -hmm. because we can make something you know, so exaggerated in our heads. Like we can have the whole conversation going on in our head. Like, oh my gosh, I'm going to say this. She's going to say that. Oh my gosh, let me avoid it all. <laughs> but nine times out of 10, whenever I reach out to a bride and they're like, hey, do you have a service minimum? And I say, yes, ma'am, we do. This is what our service minimums are for, you know, Friday and Saturdays. If you don't have um, enough, uh, you know, bridal party members, we can always do friends or I can use this as, you know, additional touch-ups like I can right. come in and I can just give you like the whole luxe treatment yeah. it doesn't mean you know doing more it just means giving them that value that they need but not you know giving yourself the short end of the stick on purpose yeah so the, that's just the main key points right there well, and I think with the bridal beauty industry, it's unique, right? Because we're you're traveling, like you're going to the location. And mm -hmm. um, so I think it's really important to have those boundaries in place because I know that I've been on jobs before where it's like, oh, actually, my mom's not going to get her hair done. Oh, actually, like this person's mm -hmm. not going to get. So you've planned and you've oh, you yeah. showed up on the location. Then all of a sudden you're, you're $300 short of what you thought you were going to be. So I think that those things aren't going to happen as much if you have things like 
I love the payment plan idea because then it's already, you don't have to think about it once you arrive. Mm -hmm. It's not a conversation. And I also think it's better for your, for your bride because they don't have to worry about paying you at the end of the day. They just get to enjoy the experience. Right. And the the biggest thing that I always tell my brides is like, especially on phone consultation calls, which I love doing consultation calls, is, you know, I tell them, I, I break down our payment plan because a lot of a lot of beauty pros, they don't offer it. So it's kind of new to them. So I'm like, you know, hey, all of the payments um, are going to be collected about, you know, two weeks prior to your big day, but you're going to have payment plans starting three months out. Yeah. And that's just because, you know, on your wedding day, you're going to be sipping mimosas. You don't yeah. want to have to run and find a credit card like that. Like that's such a downer. Yeah. Like, no, have all of your mimosas get cute and then let us go because everything's already squared away. (laughs) I love that. I think it's, and I I think that it's so important to think outside the box and this applies for Mm -hmm. both bridal beauty and then also just for stylists in general, like don't be afraid to do something just because you haven't seen it done before. Absolutely. I, I love being the black sheep. I like, I literally preach like zig when everybody else is zagging yes. because people will start looking at you like, oh, why isn't she falling in line and doing what everybody else is doing? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, she, she must be like an expert. She must be a professional. She yes. doesn't have to do what's trendy. She's doing her own thing. So, and, and, and it's based off of your own confidence of how you make it work. Yes. If people start to ask, you like oh well nobody else does this why are you doing that just explain it to them say hey I would love to hop on a call with you to let you know about our policies how we run things and you know however you want to communicate it but people will start to respect you more based upon how you respect yourself and your business absolutely I think that you are spot on with that it's so it's so important to think about like you said before, like the long game, think about what you're trying to create. Mm-hmm. And as long as you have a reason and you know why you're doing something like that's really, that's really all you need to know. I also think that stepping outside of the box, like almost gives you a certain authority. Would you agree? Yes, absolutely. I will say once I started to step out of the box, especially with, you know, how I show up on social media and the back end of my sales process, people like before I even get on the phone call with someone, they're like, we already know we want to book. Like mm-hmm. you've laid things out for us, like so streamlined. It's I've always heard the word. It's just very straightforward, which I love mm-hmm. because I just, I just want to get to the point, right? I just want to get to the point. And a lot of my brides that we work with, they're more of a, uh, I'll say a premium based client. Mm-hmm. They, they all literally have the same job titles because I'm that spot on. They're <laughs> lawyers, attorneys, they're, you know, uh, nurses, they're teachers, yeah. and they want quality. They're not just spending money to find the cheapest. They want to spend money for the experience and the value. Mm-hmm. So when they see someone who's doing it a little bit differently, they're attracted to that. They don't want all the Joe Schmoes. They want something that's exclusive and fun and different. So absolutely, it does help with that authority. I honestly think that the biggest mindset shift that needs to happen in our industry, and I think it was my friend Casey that posted something about this the other day, but it was basically like, not every client is looking for a bargain. Like, 
And it's like, it really is that simple. Like there are mm-hmm. people who are looking for, like you said, that premium experience. And so, you know, if you can step out of your own way a little bit and just yeah. focus on communicating value and creating something special without worrying about being the cheapest option, because the thing that I always say about being the cheaper option is that, mm-hmm. and I'm not talking about gouging, I'm talking about charging your worth, is that mm-hmm. if that's what you have, if that's your point of difference, how hard is it going to be for someone to come in and undercut you? It's going to be super easy. And then that's your point of difference gone. If you create something that is special and unique and really really build a brand that is irreplaceable to people, then you don't need to worry about that happening because you are the only option, not one of many. Absolutely. And this is why I love to talk about, you know, like just the foundation of your business. The foundation literally builds your reputation for you and it helps you stand out. So one thing that I really had to learn is once I started to be very unapologetic about, you know, what I care about, how I want to show up, and I actually started to show up as myself and not the person that, you know, showed up like, hello, guys, today is Monday. Let me tell you what I'm doing today. Like, that's not me. Like, I make sound effects. I'm a little bit weird. I'm a little eccentric. Yeah. And, you know, I, I attract those same kind of clients. They're fun, but they still are, you know, down to earth. But uh, one of the biggest things is just understanding that you have your own special sauce. Mm-hmm. You have people that are going to gravitate to your personality mm-hmm. because they want to book you. You can have 20 artists in the room and everybody's work can be flawless. But what sets them apart is one, their personality, how they do it, the way that they do it, and how they make that person feel at the end of the day. That's the only thing that's going to really set you apart. And you really have to lean into that and not be afraid of just showing up as you. Oh, I love that. Okay. I'm going to ask you for (laughs) what are your top three tips to start? Like if you have a bridal beauty business and you're like, oh, like Mm -hmm. I do want to create this, but it's so far from what I have now. Like where do people start? What are your top three tips? Oh my gosh. So top three tips. Putting you on the start. (laughs) Yes. To to start your own bridal beauty business. So I'll, I'll even share some of the things that I did. The very first thing is you have to start building your portfolio. You have to have your portfolio. And I love to suggest if you do not have a portfolio, people say, Oh, I don't have any images. I don't have any pictures. And they'll use that as an excuse. Mm -hmm. So what I started to do was I started to do model calls. So I would be posting in the Facebook moms groups and like anywhere on Facebook, I would slide into people's DMs that I had no clue who they were. And I would just say, hey, I know that this is very random, but my name is Jasmine and I would love to use you as a hair and makeup model. And this is what it would look like. I would do your hair. I would do your makeup. It would be, you know, bridal inspired. And I just want to take some photos, maybe some before and after, maybe a video, real, whatever it is. And I would use that session to really store my content. So I am getting all of the angles. I'm making sure that they're not blurry. I'm taking my time. And I would do that for a couple of people Mm -hmm. until I have images where I can show up and post my work so people can see what I can do. The second thing that I would do is I would start to show up. 
show up online and show up in person. So online, that would be you connecting with people. We have hashtags wherever you are located. If you are in, you know, San Diego, if you're in, you know, California, if you're in wherever, Canada, type in, you know, Canada wedding photographers, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, California wedding planners and reach out to them. One thing that I did, I am a little bit extreme. I will admit that about myself. But one thing that I did is for 30 days, I showed up and I messaged 30 people and I would send them a DM because I was a little bit introverted back then. So I was really, you know, nervous to show up in person. So I would send 30 messages. They would be an email or it would be an Instagram message and it would be to these professionals like wedding planners, uh, you know, photographers and such, just introducing myself, mm-hmm. saying something that I really love about how they do their work. It's not like, hey, I'm a makeup artist. Can you send me referrals? They don't even know who you are. Yeah. So don't do that. Totally. Um, but just, yeah. So just introduce yourself. Tell them why you're introducing yourself and what Oh, and why you are, you know, connecting to them. I love your style because I can tell you really have, you know, t- you put in time and effort into planning their designs. Or I really love how you tell your couple's stories and you take time to get to know them. Mm-hmm. And you can just say, like, I would love to, you know, maybe work with you in the future. If you ever need any help, here's my contact information. Sometimes they're going to leave you on red. That's 100% okay. For sure. And sometimes they're, they're going to reach out and they're going to say, okay, awesome. Like, thank you so much. We'll put you on our list or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's for online. In person, start collaborating. There's so many, like, style shoot groups. Um, so you can type in, you know, style shoot groups and, you know, you know, North Carolina or, you know, wherever you are mm-hmm. and you will find professionals who get together and they just do, you know, fake wedding shoots. Yes, you can start, you, yeah, you can start, you know, building up some really good uh, connections with people there. And once you start to build up your connections, you will be able to really have your own arsenal of people who just want to refer you because they've already worked with you prior. And then the last thing is you really just need to perfect and fine tune. This is the step where people tend to give up like, oh my gosh, I'm showing up, I'm posting, nothing's happening, nothing's going on, but you're not perfecting and fine tuning. So what this would look like is I used to show up literally seven days a week, sometimes five times a day. Mm-hmm. I told you guys, I can be very extreme sometimes. <laughs> so I would show up like five times a day and I would just be posting like, oh my gosh, look how cute Susie is on her wedding day, mm-hmm. beachy hair for days, you know, like link in the bio to work with us. That's not really telling anybody why you are different from your competitor, how your service can help them. So really understanding how your captions are literally the sales driver to send people to your booking system, right? So fine-tuning how you create content, what you say and how you say it, that can literally be the difference between you making $100 a month or $5,000 a month. <laughs> so that, that those are my three tips. Um, I know that was a bit wordy, but let me know <laughs> if that, that was good. So good. That was fantastic. I was literally sitting here just okay. nodding my head the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
That was so amazing. Thank you for all of your knowledge, all of your information. This has been so, so good. I know this won't be the last time you're on the podcast because you just drop so much knowledge every single time Mm -hmm. I have you on. Thank you. You're so welcome. Thank you so much for having me on. I love nerding out and talking all of the things. So it was so exciting to be here again. (laughs) This was awesome. So where can people go to find out more? I definitely recommend that they check out the um, page for your bridal company because honestly, Mm -hmm. it is a masterclass in marketing a bridal business. (laughs) Well, thank you. Yeah, so you can find me um, over on Instagram. I am very active in my stories a lot at Beauty and the Network. And if you have little ones, definitely a headphones warning if you want to listen to my podcast. I get spicy over there, but it's Beauty and the Network. Um, So everywhere, Beauty and the Network. Amazing. Well, thanks again, Jasmine, and we will talk soon. (laughs) Thank you so much.